Hi, I'm Lindsay Archer, and you're listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hey, listener, welcome to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hope you survived the experience. The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your hosts, Uncanny Thomas Logue and Mighty Michael Moran. The sound quality of this episode varies a little bit from time to time. We're doing it as a live event at Southern California Comics. Uh, So there are times where we're outside, there's a band in the background, there's some times where we're recording inside, so you hear like a little bit of an echo. And also, the interview with Lindsay was done over Skype, so there's a little bit of uh, hiccups there. So, listen to this episode as is, and hope you still manage to enjoy it. Thank you. We are recording. All right, welcome to the Free Comic Book Day podcast. It is a beautiful May 2nd, 2015, and once again, we're at SoCal Comics. We were this is our second year doing second this. Second year. Absolutely, man. And it just keeps growing bigger and bigger. How are you doing today, Tom? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. There is an insane amount of people here this time. It's easily twice as big as it was last year. And there oh. was a lot of people last oh, year. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we got a Batmobile, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, there is a Batmobile here right now. By the way, don't take pictures of it if you're walking with your iPhone because you'll break why it. Is that? Oh, you'll break it. You'll break really? it. Sort of like what I just did. How how did you break your phone, Thomas? I was is almost kind of like driving and texting. You shouldn't do it. I was walking and trying to take a photo of the Batmobile, <laughs> stubbed my toe, and my phone went flying, hit the corner oh, perfectly, and shattered the corner. Oh, very nice. So it's beautiful. Very nice. Well, it's a good thing you have a protector on it, right? Uh, yeah, no, except for there was none. There was one for the back, but not one for the screen. Oh, jeez, that sucks. That's <laughs> the worst. Well, time for a new phone. Down for a new phone. Uh, you can just fling it into a canyon and get a new phone. Yeah. So we're going to be doing this for a while. We got a raffle today. We're actually raffling three items. We have a um, these two displays, uh, one of Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 with the black suit, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past display, and it's uh, Logan and Aurora Monroe. It's pretty neat. I like it. And we're doing... Is it, is it Aurora or Oro? Aurora. I always pronounce it Oro. Oro? Yeah, O-R-O. You know, I, I guess you're right. It's O-R-O-R-O, Aurora. Aurora. That sounds yeah, weird. I, I, would, it? I always pronounce it Oro. I don't know. Really? Huh? Yeah. No, I've I don't think they've Aurora. ever said her name as other than Storm in the cartoons or the movie. Yeah, they have. No, they yes, haven't. Yes, they have. have. They? And it's Aurora? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to need a, a second opinion on this. Maybe yes. that'll be our first raffle. <laughs> yeah. What is her name? Yeah, what is her, what is her first name? I always thought it was Aurora Monroe. You might be right. I, I hope so. I hope I'm right because I feel really bad if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Again, no. Like last, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why, what was the last one? I, we were talking about mispronouncing names before, but it was actually like a writer's name. Oh, okay. It yes. was one of the earlier oh, podcasts. Uh, like Baby and Nasiza? Yeah, Nasiska. <laughs> I think it's Nasiza, but whatever, whatever. Uh, and then we also got some uh, IMAX 3D exclusive posters, the kind that they release uh, or they give out at the premiere of the movie. Uh, we got the Winter Soldier, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Avengers 2. Easily, easily top-tier comic book movies. But, yeah, it, I, I, can't do, I can't even do top three anymore, man. There's too many good movies now with... With, with this Marvel? new age of Ultron, yeah, yeah, forget about it. I can't. They're just, they're all good. When someone says, uh, "Which is your favorite movie?" It's, I can't. They're, they're all good, really. 
Really, Guardians doesn't stand out for you? It does, but so does Age of uh, Age of Ultron. I was gonna say Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Age, of, we, which we never find out how old Age Ultron is. So that was kind of a fail. That was yeah. my only gripe about the movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, Winter Soldier stands out too. There's, it's like trying to pick your favorite children. Like you can, <laughs> you can secretly, but you won't be secretly, yeah. but <laughs> not publicly, not openly. No, no. And then finally, we have like the main, the main. Uh, giveaway or raffle is uh the neil adams signed uh print of batman, batman. which i i had to think about that one long and hard I really, really like let it. that one go yeah yeah that's gonna be a tough one to let go it's really really nice but yeah it should be a fun day today man and how are we doing the raffle not that it's gonna matter because this will be all post recorded but no worries what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to get people to show us that they like us on facebook like us on twitter or follow us on twitter and that's it. We get their number. We'll give them a call, and you know they have to come in person to pick it up. That's really the only thing. We're not asking for any money or anything like that. We just want people to follow us and tell their <laughs> like friends us. and family. Yeah, to like us. <laughs> Please like me. Exactly. Everything's finally come into uh, fruition. This plan of people liking uh, me. liking me, getting people to like <laughs> me. Yeah, that's it. Hi. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Michael, and this is Thomas. We're with the Comic Relief Podcast. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, we're going to talk about our own podcast. We have a booth right over here. You can visit us at comicreliefpodcast.com. Also, we have comic book colorist Barbara Marker is here with her comics, both old and new projects, and her fine art, fantasy, and animal art prints. She's giving away signed postcard size prints of her art, so go check her out. She's right over here with all the other artists, right next to this huge line of people. So please go by, stop by, say hello, check her out, pick up one of her uh, postcards. Michael? Also, this just in, we have uh, Mr. Paul Horn has everything at the Cool Jerk table. Buy one, get one free. Meet the writer, artist, creator of Cool Jerk, Paul Horn. Go check him out. We also have a raffle going on at our table. Please ask us about our raffle, as the sign says. We're giving away a... Uh, autographed neil adams print so come check it out it's one of the many prizes and also check out the wing line booth right next to us thanks guys all right i'm here with jamie newbold owner and operator of socal comics thank you for having us jamie thank you mako so this is uh is this the second year that you've done this uh, big event like this this would be maybe the fifth or sixth oh, year but uh, this is the third year where it's gigantic. Oh, absolutely. And I've been doing this for, this is the 13th year of the event. Oh, okay. This is the second year that the Comic Relief Podcast has been with you. We've, we haven't really been around that long. so it's. <laughs> yeah, it all seems uh, new uh, until you put yourself in my shoes. Oh, yeah. Which are sweaty and uncomfortable. <laughs> and you realize this is, uh, this, this is the biggest day of the year for my store. Oh, yeah. This is a huge day. If... if uh, Thomas is going around taking pictures. The line is, I, or to say that it's around the block is an understatement. Yeah, we're estimating by, um, there are probably over four or 500 people within the That's first awesome. hour. Uh, I can't even track it now. <laughs> yeah. It really is uh, turning into a huge event. We have uh, toy vendors. We have a, a whole row of, of artists and, and creators signing autographs. Uh, the Digital Lizards of Doom are here playing again. Yeah, Gabe is, uh, I guess he's just a lizard now. <laughs> I don't see the other reptiles. It's just the Digital Lizard of but, Doom. But uh, Gabe helped 
get this thing off the ground the last time to get it this big and popular. It's always good to have a sound system with a capable musician. But now he's becoming a signed musician himself. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Commanding an audience. You know, we are lucky to have him related to one of our people. So Oh, very cool. Yeah, helps. yeah. we, we follow him on uh, Facebook, and he's he's always around town playing at uh, bars and venues and shows. Sure. Uh, yeah, he's doing, he's doing pretty well, it looks like. Yeah. So who else do we have here uh, at the uh, Free Comic Book Day event? Oh, hell, we got, uh, we got the 501st Legion from Star Wars, the Stormtroopers. We got Spider-Man. We have Spider-Gwen. We have Batman, and apparently Catwoman is in traffic. Oh, wow. Uh, we have a Batmobile. Dude. Yeah, we have a 21-foot Michael Keaton-style Batmobile, fully operational, just no armament. By, by the way... In my opinion, one of the best Batmobiles, if not the arguably the best Batmobile in the movie universe. Yeah, and this guy really, Batman, Chris Banner, is well known in San Diego for putting on parties, charity events. He's never done one of these store things, but I guess now he'll be back. Oh, absolutely. And he is, uh, his his vehicle is just crazy wired up. It's nice. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't get to see the inside of it, but oh, I, yeah. the, the, the interior is the, all done the up. The cockpit, there. the cockpit. The dome slides forward. The, the, the car lifts and lowers. And there are a few other tricked out things in there. I just haven't had time, and it's hard to get through the crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's parked right next to the, the main part of the line. Right. There. We have, um, let's see, who else do we have? We have a lot of signers here. Uh, we've got guys as far away as New York who came to sign. We have a lot of locals. We've got some guys who were um, veterans for DC Comics who are currently working on certain DC titles now who are regulars here at the show. We've got uh, just indies, indie guys who decided to dip, dip their feet into this place to see if this was the store of choice. I don't think they could have picked a better place to no, go. No, this, this is the free comic book day event in San Diego. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I think so. I think by looking at all the pop-ups, next year we're going to have to rent a circus tent yeah. and actually <laughs> set so. this thing up the a night before tent. and do the real deal. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, I don't see these people not coming back. So no, we'd no. have to. We'll have to completely redesign this whole thing uh, and so. actually tell ownership here that we're doing this instead of hiding everything. <laughs> um, we're having a sale, of course, as we always do inside. There's plenty of things going on. We have loaded with um, employees. In fact, part of my crew consists of a bunch of Madison High School students. I run an after-school program at Madison on Friday afternoons through uh, ARC, which is a nonprofit foundation based in L.A. They have a contract with 10 schools in the county, and they can put on any after-school thing they can find sure. someone to host. Mm -hmm. So they decided to experiment this year and put on a comic book class. Oh, wow, really? And uh, every comic book store in the county turned them down or didn't even answer the call. Well, it just so happens Madison is my high school. It's where so I graduated I. in 1973. Yeah, so I said, of course. Dude. So I've been putting this thing on once a week since since uh, January. And I, got, uh, I asked for volunteers. I got all of my class showed up to yeah. volunteer here. So Who wouldn't want to go hang out and, and talk comics? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and what do you guys talk about? Do you guys talk about uh, eras, specific books, writers, artists? Everything. Everything. Uh, everything 
Uh, and I bring in guests. Yesterday, I brought in renowned uh, penciler Ryan Benjamin awesome. and renowned inker Salim Crawford. And they came in, and they didn't know what was going to happen. And they were talking about, well, we, you know, we may have to cut this short. They were uh -huh. looking for an easy exit, right? Yeah. <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes into an hour class, I said, hey, we got to go. They ended up going over. Yeah. <laughs> because they didn't Guaranteed. want Yeah, they, I go, now you won't leave. Yeah. <laughs> so the oh, kids once, love once, it. once you get people talking about their craft and about something that they love, they're not going to – you can't yeah. stop. You know? They had an audience that didn't know they could get access to this kind of mm -hmm. guest. And I've had others. I had Chad Cavanaugh there a couple of weeks ago telling kids Blam. that, you know, this is the potential future, but it's uh, how we got here is what you need to concentrate on and not be goofballs. Yeah. And I, yeah, be I ready for this. I could definitely see Chad being a, a great guest, especially uh, from his perspective. You don't know Chad Cavanaugh. Right. He's the writer, editor, uh, penciler inker he does everything on the map comic and sure. then now uh trouble in bedlam bedlam and yeah. trouble town bedlam and trouble town <laughs> but he does it all i mean he's a he's a total yeah. entrepreneur about it well this is um i know a lot of people are gonna view this and listen to the blog and i never stop hustling so i'll mm. put it out there now mm. next year nice. you fully be aware that next year with the crowd the size it is, you'd be wasting your time if you sat and roosted at one of the other stores around here mm -hmm. that uh, either charges you to get a free comic book or only has a stipend of yeah. stuff. You yeah, know. they're very limited. If you want to be, a, if you're a comic book guy, an artist, a writer, you want to consider being here and reaching a wide audience. Oh, and absolutely. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, this is this is an event. You can easily. This could be an all-day event. There's entertainment. There's food trucks. There's vendors. I mean, what what more do you want? This is a, a mini comic con essentially. I know, and it's uh, it's literally at the breaking point because we can no longer fit them all in <laughs> this bay. We're uh, literally going to have to get the cooperation next year of property management mm -hmm. and to have them allow us to block off parking in other sure. areas. Sure. So we can set up more vendors and more events, and I still have people coming in. Oh wow! I have a uh, I have a woman who makes uh, balloon costume balloon characters balloon not, oh, not, really? not just animals but balloon superheroes. Sure. And she's supposed to be here. Oh cool! So uh, they're still showing up. We have no idea what's going to come next. Very nice, very nice. What is the uh, address here for SoCal Comics, Jamie? It is uh, a warehouse, first of all. Back in the bowels of 8280 Claremont Mesa Boulevard. But really, all you have to do is just look at the traffic. It's all being sucked one direction. Absolutely. And it's all in here. Oh, yeah. Just look for the huge volume of people in line. Mm -hmm. And just th thinking about that shaved ice truck just moments <laughs> away. They got shaved ice. Barbecue's on the way. Barbecue's on the way. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Jamie. Come on down. Check out SoCal Comics' best comic shop in San Diego. Cool. Thank you very much. All right, we're chatting with Gabriel of the Digital Lizards of Doom. How are you doing today, man? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Doing really good. Awesome, man. So is this the second year that you've done the uh, free comic book day? This is the second year. Uh, we had just started last year, when I actually, when I first met you guys. Um, yeah. I think last year was on uh, Star Wars Day, too, if I remember correctly. Was it? Was it, it May was, the 4th? I think it was May 4th, yeah. Oh, wow. Pretty so, dang sure. Dude, so yeah. We had just started. I mean, I think that was like our sixth or seventh show. At oh the wow! Time. Really? So yeah. You, oh, okay. Cool. So we're only uh, we're about a year old now. 
Um, and uh, Jamie was telling us that you were kind of helping, uh, you helped out in promoting the event and everything. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's yeah, very dude. cool, man. Which this event's getting huge, man. It is. It's really cool. And I mean, it, it's it's not just uh, just for me too. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something that's a huge passion for me, and it just like the community of comic books. I mean, I, I tell people this all the time. But when I'm on tour and when I'm playing a lot of shows and stuff, mm-hmm. the first places I go to are comic books comic book stores like when I'm in other cities and stuff like that sure. it's home base I figure out where the closest comic book store <laughs> is I go and I make are. friends and and that's home base you know like yeah. that's like my comfort zone like so if I'm be somewhere for like a couple days it's like that's where I need to go it's weird dude even as an adult I can drive through a town and if I see a comic book shop I have to pull over check it yeah. out even if I'm not I don't plan on, even if I don't plan on buying anything at all I still have to just go go browse yeah have you ever what's what's been like your favorite shop like on the run Dude, on the road, there was a place up on, uh, it was on my way through Anaheim. I don't remember the name, to be honest with you, man. What was yours? On the road? Yeah. Well, um, I do a show with Meltdown Comics up in L.A. Oh, I heard Meltdown's a cool place. Yeah, right? Meltdown's awesome. So, I mean, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a biased opinion. Um mm-hmm. But uh, anytime I'm headed up north, I always stop into Meltdown, and uh, we film there once a month, anyways. But um, they make chocolate there, don't they? Chocolate? Yeah. That would make so much sense, but no, they don't actually. Really? I, yeah, I honestly I don't think so. thought actually it was, this was. I think Neil Adams was telling us is that they might have. Or the one of the brothers of the owners makes chocolate or something along those lines. They might. I haven't heard or seen you any. Ask about. I, I should. Yeah. You, dude. Because I mean, it makes. Meltdown, you know, makes and they yeah. have everything. Like they have a podcast called The Melt. Mm-hmm. Um, their show that we do is called The Digital Lizards of Doom Show live at Meltdown, and then they have like uh, The Meltdown Show, which is like on Comedy Central, which is like a uh, comedy show, like stand up comedy. Yeah, stand up comedy. Oh, that's awesome. And then, um, yeah, really, no way. Th- yeah, it's really cool. So I mean, they do a lot of stuff. Like they they print their own T-shirts and stuff there too. And so th- I mean, it's funny that you say that because I wasn't. Like that wouldn't shock me at all. If they, <laughs> they, if they, they make their they own chocolate, chocolate, that I would, I totally like. I've heard, I'd, well, I've heard. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't confirm. I need to go out and check it out because I keep should, hearing man. the name Meltdown come up. Dude. You should come sometime when. Uh, uh, you should come up sometime when we're doing our show, dude. Absolutely, that'd be cool, and maybe we can have you on the show. Oh, dude, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. so. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, that'd be, be awesome. honored. Uh, a crossover, dude. Crossover yeah. event. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> so um, tell us, tell us about the Digital Lizards to do, man. Um, give us a rundown. Man, okay, so. Again, kind of going back to my passion, um, it's is just it started as just a kind of like an experiment for me to express all my uh, inner nerdiness and to right. continue my adventures as a uh, storyteller mm-hmm. and um, I don't know just to keep it keep it going um, and uh, played a couple shows and so do you, do you write you write your own music obviously do you write your songs with a story in mind I. I do. Um, it's not really like a cohesive mm-hmm. story, but every single song is story based for sure. There, um, it's it's funny. I I try. I've tried a couple times not to do that, actually, <laughs> just to see if I can, and it always ends up being it some ridiculous be story. Because I'm always I'm always like worried that people aren't gonna get it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like people are gonna be like, oh, um, how uh, like what does this song mean? Or yeah. it's too personal at, at uh-huh. some point. Or uh, like it's too we conceptual. have, a, yeah. Like yeah. we have, we have a song called "Get Good with the Weather," and it's, I don't know. I think it's like a three minute, three and a half minute song, mm-hmm. but the storyline is so ridiculous. Like, um, and, and if, I mean, I guess if you were a 
fan of anime and like you knew exactly where I was taking some stuff you uh-huh. might be able to put together. Uh-huh. But I mean, it's basically just a, a story about like this guy who does all this research and and believes in this like girl that kind of lives in the clouds and she kind of flies around mm-hmm. and from time to time she'll come down and um, and she'll like kind of visit our world and she's been alive forever and everyone kind of believes she's a myth and this guy like spends his entire life like researching this like angelic almost creature mm-hmm. and he finally like sees her and finds her and it's about him uh, locating her and tracking her down and pretty much like asking like hey you want to like kind of get down you know, and, kinda, <laughs> you know like, and and just like fly away forever and it's like I mean it's a it's a pretty catchy song like just in itself so I guess people would enjoy it, you Are know. You a, but stu- a fan of Studio Ghibli? Oh my gosh! <laughs> that you sounds did, like that sounds you just like you just said the magic words, dude. Yeah, like, that sounds that's, like it could be a Ghibli movie for that's, sure, dude. It's uh, yeah. it's like, I mean, Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away. It's directly like Spirited ripped Away off is, the, is probably one of my favorite movies of of all time. Not not like anime, not like a genre. No, Spirited Away is probably one of my favorite movies of all time, dude. It's it, that movie blows my mind. All his stuff blows my yeah. mind, um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yeah. his, and uh, and yeah, I just, um, I mean, I put that, I, I don't know, it just kind of came out because that's that's what I'm a fan of, mm-hmm. and I don't know, you know, it's yeah. just kind of weird how things happen. And it, again, like I said, I try to, that's kind of the struggle. You try to make a song that people can relate to or get mm-hmm. into without even knowing what it is, sure. but. And then I'm always scared. Like every time I write a song, I'm like, okay, it just needs to be like really simple. Like, yeah. I love you. Yeah, like a Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, but then I can't. I can never do that, yeah. and it it's actually really frustrating. I it always ends up being like some ridiculous story that I have to <laughs> make, or else I don't feel it. You know, yeah. and like if it, my whole rule is if it doesn't give me goosebumps, like I don't mm. want to release it. Like if I'm not sitting there at the end of the song's, you know, birth or whatever, mm. and I'm not like. Yeah, dude, this song. I love this song. Mm-hmm. Then I, I don't put it out. And so it turns very personal, even if you, if you don't want it to go in that direction. Yeah, because I try to always think in the long term, and I'm like, you know, it, I love what I do, and I'm always going to do it, no matter sure. like what happens financially or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing this mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And if I'm going to be playing these songs for the rest of my life, or if there's a chance that I'm going to be playing these songs for the rest of my life, I'm going to make sure I believe in it, yeah. you know, because I'm not going to, I don't want to be like, you know, 60 years old. You know, mm-hmm. playing these songs, and it's like, man, why did I ever write yeah. this song? You know, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's something that's like super, super that's personal. Cool. To and me. they're also the little snapshots of where you were, you know, at that point. Exactly. In your life too. Yeah. You know, and um, you should be able to like work. I think there's nothing wrong with like screaming and yelling and getting anger out, but at the same time, you should be able to like work through your problems. You know, sure. like, and if you if you're not working through your own problems, how are you? How do you expect you can like help someone else? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. I, I mean, just learned to internalize it, man, and just push it down deeper until it turns into like a tumor or something. Yeah, dude, eventually. and just let it grow, dude. <laughs> yeah, <it's just> like, <laughs> or like a big, ex- like a big crap. At the, yeah, you know, just like just keep <laughs> drinking coffee, you know, yeah. coffee upon coffee. Just let it all come out like the most inappropriate time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, that's 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 the angle that I'm taking. <laughs> it's it's go time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, and and then. Uh, this is audio, obviously, but um, people, if you want to go check out Digital Lizards of Doom, um, we have we also have like characters. So there's Dizzy Doom and Commander Echo. Commander Echo is like an evil robot, and then Dizzy Doom is like this uh, this lizard, and he has um, he's called a Shokunin, which is like mm-hmm. he comes from like this race of lizards that can kind of like manifest 
electricity and morph it and whatnot. So, dude, I'm not at all surprised that these characters have uh, backstories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, absolutely. Uh, we have a book coming out too. Oh, do you later, really? Later in this year, yeah, we have a graphic novel with dude, the same title. No way. So that's awesome. Digital so where 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 can people find you, man? Yeah, I've, I've, you obviously have a um, uh, a social media presence, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, let's see. I guess it's whatever your preference is. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I, I guess the best, easiest way would be to go to dlodband.com, and you can. We have all our links up there, so oh, cool. you can pick which one you want to go to. Cool. So you can go to Facebook if Facebook's your favorite thing, mm -hmm. Instagram is your favorite thing, and then Twitter's your favorite thing. And um, I think right now, like, I have a pretty good following on on Twitter or uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. People on Twitter are kind of kind of lax, and then uh, Facebook's kind of whatever. But um, Instagram, for whatever reason, seems to Do be. Do you guys like, have your music available for a download or streaming? Are you guys like on SoundCloud? Or yeah, um, we're on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. Um, we just got accepted into Pandora. Very um, cool, man. And uh, oh, no way, really? Yeah, so awesome. we'll have our own channel up there soon. No and way, man. We got signed, by the way. Did, Did you really? Yeah, no, yeah no, we got no, no, signed no. to Noise Cartel Records last year. Dude, congratulations, <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, thanks, oh, man. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. We got signed in October. They actually hit me up around Free Comic Book Day because um, Free Comic Book Day put something on their website. Uh -huh. Like, they put a video we did on their website. And we're like, oh, check out this band. And that just, like, dude, check you just out, launched us, dude. That's cool, dude. So, yeah, we, we uh, a record label, Noise Cartel Records, they're from Australia. Okay. And they courted us for almost a year. Mm -hmm. And then they flew out here a couple times and met up with me. And then in October, we signed the official papers. Dude, and um, and it's just been awesome you ever doing since. doing an album? Yeah, we. I did a. I released a uh, five-track EP mm -hmm. uh, in October. We have another five-track EP coming out, and then we have another EP coming out after that. And uh, we're actually going into start working on our debut album uh, in I think like a month. Dude, so we're so start you're writing, for that. you're creating new music, you're performing, you're working on a uh, graphic novel. Yeah. And then you're doing a podcast. Yeah. Do, <laughs> but you know what, man? It's all stuff that you love. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not work if you love it. Dude. It's a, I'm freaking awesome. I'm dude. a goofball, dude. So like, it, to me, it's just like if I can hang out with my friends and, you know, I yeah. And my whole thing too is I want to promote like everybody because, that's, I feel like that's just doesn't happen enough. Like everyone yeah. seems to be like on, like competing with everything, mm -hmm. and that's why I constantly tell bands, you know, like, mm -hmm. hey, hit me up. Like I'll share your stuff. Like uh, right now. There's like this contest going on to open up for um, a band that's coming to Sandy. I won't say the band because I don't know, you know, sure. what all the legal stuff is. But there's a band, um, pretty big band that's coming to San Diego, and there's like a contest on a radio station, a local radio station, to open up for them. Mm -hmm. And um, we got put into the mix by a bunch of listeners. Like a cool. bunch of listeners like put us in there, and uh, a couple of my friends' bands are in there too. And there's another couple other bands that I don't know, but I that I like, mm -hmm. and I've been promoting them, mm -hmm. like on my thing even though like you guys are in common direct yeah and like and, yeah. and they hit me up and they're like dude like let's do like you're amazing like why are you promoting us i'm like because like dude the music if one of us is doing itself, right? yeah if yeah. one of us is doing well we're all doing well yeah. like i'm not i don't see like the problem like if if you guys get the gig and i don't get the gig i'm still gonna be at the show screaming yeah, my head off like exactly. dude you know it's good we should be supporting yeah. each other none of this that's like, cool man yeah i don't know that's so. a very cool angle to take yeah that's, that's very cool so yeah, but nice, that's why you should come on my podcast, and I'd love to come back on your podcast. How often do you guys go up to uh, Meltdown? 
We do it once. Um, we go up to Meltdown once a month, but we sh we film uh, every because it's a YouTube show. Okay. Uh, we film every Wednesday. Oh so no way! Yeah, really? yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we got to work something out. For yeah, sure. maybe we could film like because it is pre-recorded. So maybe we could like do something like special, like come to your guys' place or your studio yeah. or something like that and then just film it you know we should you know what we should do man is we should get because um, we have a little uh, mini recorder right um it's actually pretty good at recording we took it with us to long beach comic expo and it actually does really well in recording in, in open areas we were kind of afraid about it um we should go to a brewery one day man and just have beers and jib jab that'd be so sick <laughs> i'm <laughs> down dope. dude are you going to society afterwards oh heck yeah dude awesome, heck yeah. we might, might just do it tonight let's <laughs> <laughs> do it man dude awesome awesome dude all right Gabe, thanks a lot man for coming on dude Thank and you so much, uh man. good luck you, you guys are playing at noon right we're playing at noon yeah Awesome. Are you gonna have someone recording it and, and making video and stuff? I hope so. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think today. I don't think this time. Okay. Um. There's just like too much stuff going on this week, and everyone's like really busy. But uh. But yeah. I mean. Cool. We'll, we'll figure something out. Dlod.com is a dlod. Dlodband.com. Dlodband.com. You can find them on. Uh, you can go there. It'll link you to all their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all their other social media. You got the SoundCloud and yeah, and we got stuff all that on stuff. There too. Check them out. Listen to their music and support your local artist, man. It's awesome. Thank you so much, Micah. So we got with us today uh, Batten Lesh uh, from the Exhibit A Press. Uh, Batten and his wife, uh, Jackie Estrada, are publishers of Supernatural Law. How are you doing today, Batten? All right, fine. Excellent. So tell us about um, Supernatural Law. Supernatural Law is a, my comic that I've been doing for quite a while about two attorneys, Elena Wolf and Jeff Bird, who are counselors of the macabre. So they represent the supernatural and the supernaturally afflicted. Mm -hmm. So who's scarier than Frankenstein? His attorneys. So <laughs> Frankenstein's attorneys. As you course. can imagine, it's a, a humorous uh, uh -huh. slash horror comic. But we play it straight, and um, it's been in print and as a webcomic. Okay. Where, where do you guys get the inspiration to uh, for such a story? Well, when I was working in downtown Brooklyn, there was mm. a street called Court Street where there was hundreds of small uh, law firms, mm -hmm. uh, one or two man operations, and I just and they represented every possible type of uh, legal situation. And while I was working down there, just I just popped in my head. So it wouldn't be funny if one of them in an obscure corner of the building represented monsters. <laughs> monsters. And it, it just grew from there. And and what are, what are uh, can you give us an example of perhaps one of the cases that these uh, lawyers or attorneys well, face? An early case was a vampire dentist who was, uh, charges was brought against him that when he would go to fill, you know, work on his patients fillings, huh? and put his patients under, mm -hmm. he'd suck their blood while they were <laughs> under. Uh, another one is a malpractice suit with Dr. Frankenstein and some labor uh, 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 malfeasance with the hunchback uh, assistant. <laughs> so as you can see, I have a lot of, a lot of fun with it. And, and it is played very straight? Very straight, yes. Oh, wow, that is very cool. And, and, but you do mix some humor and, and irony. And, and I, 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 well, I mix a lot of humor. Mm -hmm. uh, and I try not to preach, but sometimes I'll do uh, social... Uh, satires on social sure. issues. Uh, I think the most notorious one I ever did was uh, a parody of Roe versus Wade oh, wow. by way of 
Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> that's perfect. That actually makes yeah, quite a lot of sense. That's Thank funny. You. Yeah, that's very cool. And how long have you been uh, doing this comic? But I know I'm dating myself here, uh, and some of your listeners may flee in horror, but I started the strip. It started as a newspaper strip in Brooklyn okay. in 1979. Oh, cool. It became a comic book in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, in recent years, I've just devoted time to doing graphic novels sure. and putting it on the web. And b- based on these same characters? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Wolf and Bird are my babies. And have you ever uh, republished the stuff that you had in the newspapers? I will never republish the first five years because it is just too raw, too rough. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Drawings are not Oh, not I, see. No, oh, oh I, yeah. see. I see. I see. Oh, no, no. I thought you meant the, the humor was, was, oh, was no, raw. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I'm, ve- I'm very audience-friendly. Sure. Sure, sure. I, it, I don't know. I, I, th- I think it would be... I mean... Let me let me gather my thoughts here, and I'll ask Tom to edit this back. Um, you wouldn't w- want to publish those first um, newspaper strips and republish, and kind of just take a, a look back and get, do a little bit of a compare and contrast to see well, how far you've come. Well, my big fat ego would always be <laughs> uh, wincing at just how yeah. you know. I I always say this to aspiring artists that there is nothing like seeing your work in cold print mm-hmm. to know what you did wrong <laughs> you know because when you yeah. when you're doing it you went wow i'm a genius then yeah. you see it and like oh my god how did i let this yeah. out of the house yeah but but now that you mention it i i thought if supernatural lore ever becomes a tv series or something like mm-hmm. that i maybe publish a special edition of the first five sure. years and <clears throat> and donate it to the comic book legal defense fund oh, as cool. a, auction it yeah. off or some sort of uh charity organization mm-hmm. that would benefit mm-hmm. cartoonists or the comics business sure absolutely it's it's it's, it's almost like um yeah, because that, that I, make perfect sense, I, I, I can't imagine anyone but a diehard Supernatural or fan being interested in those early years. It's like looking at old photo albums, right? Yes. <laughs> yes you've got to be a relative to really, to really, appreciate, to really that. appreciate it. Cool. And let's see. Uh, folks can find you at Exhibit, Exhibit A Press. That's all one word. E-X-H-I-B-I-T-A-P-R-E-S-S dot com or SupernaturalLaw.com. That's right. Do that's you have a? Uh, do you guys have a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter? Oh, oh well, where uh, Instagram? Where I have to admit, I don't really plug the comic, but if you love cats, <laughs> every weekend, everybody on the internet does. <laughs> every every weekend, I have two cats that get Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but but on uh, Facebook, uh, uh-huh. there's a supernatural law page. So if you all go to that and like it, I would really oh absolutely appreciate that. Check it out. Go on Facebook. Uh, look up Supernatural Law, like their page, follow them, and, and keep up to uh, keep up on track with the Supernatural Law and Exhibit A Press. Very cool. Thank you very much, Ben, for coming right, thank, on. And thank you with for us. having me. Thank you. Thank you. So I am here with Jackie Estrada from Exhibit A Press. How are you doing today, Jackie? Doing good. Also, uh, the other half of the publishers of the Supernatural Law. Yes, I am the spouse of Batten Lash and also the co-publisher of his books and the editor and the letterer. Very cool. So Batten was telling us about a project he recently did about comic book people. Can you tell us about that? Well, I did a book uh, last year <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. called Comic Book People, Photographs from the 1970s and 1980s. And these are all photos I took mostly at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. 
in the period when all of the giants of the industry were still alive and still coming to San Diego for conventions. So this book is photos I took of Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Siegel and Schuster, Bob Kane, oh, you know, a lot of guys like C.C. Beck who worked on Captain Marvel, mm. uh, Carl Barks who did you know, all of the Uncle Scrooge and Duck comics, just a, a lot of the giants of the industry who did the Gold and Silver Age stuff. But then I also have photographs of, you know, Frank Miller sure. and Neil Gaiman and people who were just coming on the scene. Rare photos of Alan Moore that nobody else seemed to have photos of Alan Moore the one year he came to San Diego in 1986. Uh -huh. So, uh, this book we uh, did a Kickstarter projects for, mm -hmm. and we published that last year. And then now I'm working on volume two, which is photographs from the 1990s. Oh, wow. So that'll be coming out in time for Comic-Con in San Diego. And that was also a Kickstarter project. Well, that, that, that's gonna be an interesting contrast because the 90s was really when the San Diego Comic-Con started picking up uh, huge momentum. I mean, it's never looked back. But the 90s was really, I, in my opinion anyways, the, the turning point that where the Comic-Con changed from it just focusing on comics to it really being a multimedia event. Well, my focus in this on book is, is on the comics Which is people. Awesome. I, I do have a few celebrities in there, but mm -hmm. to me, um, the interesting thing about that era was the burgeoning of the whole indie alt Mm. aspect of comics especially with the image the image guys spin-off yeah. from yeah. Marvel where that became a company where people took creator owned projects and then you had Dark Horse doing creator owned yeah. projects so yeah. that's where you had Sin City and you mm. had Hellboy and you had all of these things that you know have become you know movies and icons and things sure. now but you know and of course Neil Gaiman and Sandman that was like Vertigo oh, yeah. took over the yeah. decade with all the different British mm -hmm. uh, writers the and British artists. The British invasion. So th there's a lot more in this book on that aspect. Of, you know, people who did self-publishing like Jeff Smith who came mm -hmm. on the scene with Bone and now he sells, you know, through Scholastic, the Bone collections in color, sure. you know, worldwide sales. Well, you got a lot of history in these books. So it's... Uh, I always call it a trip down memory lane for people who were there, but uh -huh. then people who weren't there can see what it was like in those days. Sure, they was the there where you could just go up and talk to a lot of the people that are long lines now, mm -hmm. uh, if at all, yeah. and of course people who aren't with us anymore. Yeah. So it's you know nice to be able to see that they were getting attention and honoring you know during that period. Were you doing any? Were you in any kind of a publishing or, or, or newspaper field back then, or were you just well, a fan with a camera my, taking pictures? My involvement, I, I've been to every San Diego con since the first one, 1970, oh, cool. and I started working on the con in around 75. I was first did publicity, then I worked on the souvenir books, and um, did things like guest and, and pro mm -hmm. liaison, so I, you know, worked sure. with a lot of the professionals through do, through doing that. And then in 1990, I became the administrator of the Will Eisner Industry Awards, wow, so I've awesome. been doing that since then. But my background was in journalism. Mm -hmm. I did do photography. I had my own studio, you know, mm -hmm. dark room 
Um, so when I was doing photography in the late 70s and early 80s, I was developing my own film and making my prints and stuff like that. So I, I take photographs mm. with an eye for composition. I'm just trying, you know, well, I, I don't just, person for I don't this, go Absolutely. and just say, oh, I'm just going to grab a photo and hope yeah. it turns out okay. So the, but what happened was I, uh, got an offer a couple of years ago, uh, well, a year and a half ago, really from a company to digitize all of my negatives. Okay. And once I had all of those, I said, well, now I have to do a book. Because mm -hmm. a lot of those pictures, I didn't have any prints of anymore because I'd give them away or sold them or whatever. Yeah. So I was discovering going through that I had photos of people I didn't even know I had photos of. So it didn't occur to you to write the book until you were kind of going taken back through memory yeah. lane and looking at all these photos. I said, this, this just has to be a book. Oh, that is cool. That so, is cool. And, I, and, I, and now you're working on your second book. That's and one awesome. of the things I've been doing on Facebook is I'll get photos and I, I don't remember who somebody is and I'll put them on Facebook and I'll say, who is this? And people <laughs> will tell me and I go, he was even at the show? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I got a picture of him. Do you so, have a favorite picture? Uh, I have a picture that's uh, in this new book that uh, people kind of call the, the Mount Rushmore photo of oh, comics creators. So this is a photo that's Frank Miller, mm -hmm. Neil Gaiman, mm -hmm. uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, mm -hmm. Bernie Wrightson, mm -hmm. and Dave Gibbons. Oh, jeez. So it was were it, they from at, 1991, and wow. it was at a party, and they just, you know, it, it's just a great shot because they're kind of conversing mm -hmm. with each other, but also knowing that their photo is being taken. Sure. So. Have, have any of these artists ever reached out to you and asked you for, you know, more of these pictures or to see what pictures oh, they I've have? Oh, I've sold a lot of the photos. To, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the for instance, that big uh, DC 75th anniversary book has several of my photos in it. Oh, uh, very cool. Uh, you know, the, so various companies mm -hmm. will contact me for photos. And then I'll have somebody like Harlan Ellison mm -hmm. uh, said, hey, Jackie, I know you took a picture of me uh, take, shaking hands with uh, Frank Miller and talking to Len Wein. Uh, uh -huh. If I, if I uh, pay for the postage, will you send me the <laughs> negatives? So I, so I still have the dollar he sent me for postage when I sent him the negatives so he can oh, make prints funny. of those photos. And, and uh, that's in this new book, too, that, that shot. Well, that's that's very cool. And and are you doing a Kickstarter for the second book as well? I already did it. Already raised the oh, money. Really? So it's going to press uh, in about two and a half weeks, mm -hmm. and we'll have it uh, at San Diego f so that the Kickstarter backers who are at the show can pick it up. But also, it'll be for sale at the show. So oh, very it's cool. It's a hardcover cool. book. It, it's uh, mostly black and white, but there is 16 pages of color, mm -hmm. and uh, so it's. Um, like I say, trip down memory lane. Sure. And what's what do you have next? What's your next project? Um, I'm not going to do any more those kind of books. I might do a photo book of pictures I took of the punk scene in San Diego. Oh, you late, have punk scene pictures as well? Yes. This is from the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, what bands are we talking here? Oh, we're talking about um, uh, Penetrators and... You know, a little later, Beat Farmers, mm -hmm. uh, the Dinettes, uh, Non, just, you know, the, that were sure. part of the local scene, but also like, say, X when they came to uh -huh. San Diego. But at the little clubs, the Skeleton Club uh -huh. and stuff like that, that we had that, you know, the, it's a lot of the photos are the denizens of 
those the scene at that time. This is that's very awesome that you're doing that. That's very so, cool. So all those negatives got digitized for me too. So nice. When I get a chance, that's that'll be my next photo very cool. project. So you're doing your projects, and then on top of that, you're doing the Exhibit A press stuff right. as well. So yeah, you got plenty on your plate. Sounds yeah, like yeah. So you know, at Comic Con, I'm half my time is spent working doing the Eisner Award stuff, and the mm -hmm. other half is at our booth selling things. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> <laughs> and where can folks find your book? Where can folks find you and your work? Well, ExhibitAPress.com mm -hmm. is uh, our website and our book's for sale there, but you can also get it on Amazon, you can get it at Barnes & Noble, um, fine comic shops uh, mm -hmm. should have it because it's distributed by Diamond. Cool. And, uh, so I'm sure so maybe even a, a Google search you'd be able to find the, oh, yeah. uh, the book. Okay. Yeah, just comic book people, Jackie Estrada. That's it. That will turn it up for you. Check it out. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're talking very nice meeting. There's been um, quite a few things going on in the comic book TV world, in the movie world, in the comic book world itself. Where shall we start? Do you, would you want you want to talk about what's going on in the Flash? Flash. Let's oh, go with Flash. Oh my God, so good, so good. You know, you know what I love about the Flash is that it's not. I can't wait to, for you to tell me. Embarrassed. It's not embarrassed to be a comic book, book show. Show. I agree. Really. I agree, and I think what I really like about the Flash is the way it's written. Because, for example, what's her name from Arrow was on the recent episode of Flash. Oh. um... Black Canary. Laurel. Yeah, Laurel. Mm -hmm. And like when I, you know, there was that episode. Are you almost caught up with Arrow? Nah, I'm two episodes behind on Arrow, unfortunately. So I won't spoil anything, but mm -hmm. there's an episode where you don't see her at all. And then suddenly they show her. And every time they show her in Arrow for me, it's like, ah, angst. You know, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Arrow, oh, yeah, Arrow. Yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's all negative. Yeah. And so they showed her for like a couple seconds. I was like, ah. Okay, and so then, there's there's gonna be spoilers. Let's just let's just no, get it out of the way. Let's no. get this out of the way. I, I'll do it without spoiling anything. But then they showed mm -hmm. her in Flash. That's, that's right? just what I want to spoil. Oh, is okay, then you're the gonna spoil scene, something. Well, it's because I, I want to be able to talk about it. Don't spoil anything that I haven't seen. But let's spoil, let's the, spoil what it the for listeners. the fans. Yeah, what they haven't seen <laughs> for those two hundred and ninety nine fans the, on Facebook. The favor, the the price that that Cisco pays for for helping Laurel out. Right. Was friggin' awesome. Oh yeah, I, I, you I better not tell loud. anyone about this. No, yeah, <laughs> no, it was totally like even even in the the photograph itself, the lighting the was way terrible. He looked, yeah, yeah, he looked like a total fanboy. Dude. It, was it was awesome, so good. And that's what I was gonna say. So when they showed Laurel in in the Flash, it was like, oh my god, she's funny, she's lighthearted, mm -hmm. she's she's smiling. I was like, oh my god, this she's smiling. This is how she should always mm -hmm. be. As opposed to Arrow, and not to say that Arrow's not a good show. It's just very, it's always like, oh, everything sucks. Yeah. Oh, Oliver's doing—I won't say it—but Oliver's mm -hmm. doing this now, and oh, now we have to do it without Oliver. Oh, and then here's Arsenal. We're developing yeah. Arsenal, yeah. and he saves Arrow basically, and now he has left the show. I'm gonna take a second, um, and we can edit this out to look up what what is the name of Laurel's dad, the detective. Uh, Laurelsdad.com. <laughs> um, you probably don't want to go to that site. <laughs> <laughs> Laurelsdad.com. Arrow. It's warm right here. Why is it? 
Captain, is it Laurel Lance? Captain Lance? Laurel Lance. No, Laurel Lance is yeah, Captain Lance. So it's Captain Lance. Which so sounds like a dirty name. Yeah. My name so is Captain is the, Lance. Um, what is the the name of of um, the Flash's adopted dad? Uh, I can't remember. Well, her, okay, so his girlfriend is it's Iris West. Iris West. So so it's Detective West. So the interaction between Detective West and Captain, Captain Lance. Lance was I loved it. It was brilliant. When oh. when they when they dug up spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. We, we when they, when they spoilers. dug up Wells Wells's the original Wells's body. Yeah. And, and they, they had that kind of interaction where it was like with the coffee thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's Avengers I think behind us. But Yeah, it is. I think it's like the Avengers soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, it's really good. But the interaction where it was like, dude, let it go. It's family. You know yeah, what I mean? It's not that important. We can't let you tell anyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 not so much that. But it was just like, because you know that Captain Lance has has this Very animosity. Moral compass too. Yeah, yeah. But he has this animosity towards Laurel for for hiding the fact that Sarah had been dead for so long. Yeah. And he's not talking to her, and he's like really holding this grudge. Yeah, and against vigilantes also, because yes. Vero and Oliver. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, Detective West was like, not so much speaking for that exactly, but he knew that something was up. And he, yeah. he told him, you know what, man? It, it's not that, it's not, don't make it that big of a deal. You know, talk to talk to your daughter and stuff. Right. So I like that it, there was such a touching moment in the outside of the main story for, for Captain Lance. You know what I mean? So, right. You'd think with the way these costumes have been going, it's been very light, it's been very goofy, but there was actually a very tender and touching moment between two characters in a crossover episode. Yeah, which was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it was you wouldn't interact. expect it. Yeah, yes. exactly. So I liked it, man. It was it was so far uh, they've been killing it over yeah. there at the Flash CW. has been by far the best superhero show. Amazing. By far. Amazing. And then, uh, well, we're recording this on May second, so uh, by the time this goes out with the the you know the. It'll Final be like episode. five more episodes. It might have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas would be stressed out. We probably Why won't be friends this? for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Why do I do this? <laughs> I hate this. But, uh, you know, they're teasing Gorilla Grodd. Yes. Which that's, is, I think, going to be the finale. Awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I, I really can't wait. And I like that they keep doing just little small things. Just to remind you, like, it'll go like two or three episodes where you don't even see or hear about Gorilla yeah. Grodd. And then those dudes are in the working down in the sewer, and they're like, what is this? And you see yeah. Gorilla Grodd for like a split second, you're like, boom, there he is. I've been reminded. Yeah. I know something's coming yeah. with him. They're teasing. He's he's essentially the – okay, so the reverse Flash, of course, he's the, the first he's the and the main baddie. Yeah. But Gorilla, Bro Gorilla Grodd is this kind of a looming bad guy figure, which I hope doesn't mean that they're going to end up Killing him or, uh, or getting rid of him, I would like to see it eventually turn into like a, a rogues gallery where you have a team of bad guys. Yeah, well, I think I think Gorilla Grodd will be season two's main villain. Like, I have a feeling season one is going to end with a cliffhanger. Yeah, with Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I hope he's a, a main a main character in the. In, I mean, I hope they don't tease him, and then we see him at the end of the season finale. I mean, right. I hope he's in the entire episodes, right? I hope we get to see him, which I think we are. I that's really what I'm think, we are. I think it's going to be a fight with Gorilla Grodd. Mm, yeah. And I think that's where it's going to be, like, the cliffhanger. Like, yeah. Something's going to happen, and you're going to go, what? 
Because yeah. Gilligrod is kind of like Reverse Flash. At least according to the comic, he has yeah. access to the Speed Force. Yes. And he's 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 a main character. He's definitely not a throwaway. No, he's not throwaway type character. He's a dude that is should be. I mean, obviously, Reverse Flash is going to be an ongoing bad guy. I don't think they they should kill him off. I think no. from the season, you know, the first season to the season finale or to the series finale, the Reverse Flash should be involved in one way or another. You, should, you know what I mean? Well, what I think, what I like about Flash over Arrow is Flash, you have them imprisoning all of them down yeah. below. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that something can happen. They can get away. The electricity could go out and whatever. They could break, they could break out. them out. Whereas as oh. opposed to Arrow, it's always like, dunk, dead. Dunk, dead. Yeah. Dunk, dead. Yeah, they really got to no stop. Because I have no prison to hold yeah. you in. <laughs> so Which I guess that makes sense, right? It makes sense in, in the Arrowverse. I mean, it sucks because they're killing these characters. Right. And you you want to see them come back. But they've worked in a way for them to keep characters in the Flash and, and keep villains in the keep, Flash. Yeah, which keep is great. having them show up. What episode was it when they were like, how do you guys go to the bathroom in these things? Oh, yeah. Was how do they, the how do they go to the bathroom? Yeah. And how do you feed them? Yeah. <laughs> Cisco? Yeah. And they're just like, no, just don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really need an answer. Because it, it's true. That, it would really uh, fa suck. Some fan probably asked that on Twitter. So they yeah. said, let's address it yeah. by not addressing <laughs> yeah. it. By being a non-issue. Yeah. that's I, I, the, And that, those are the little things that the Flash does. The Flash show does. That's just perfect. They yeah. Know it. Everything from naming villains to just little little tidbits like that. Yeah, and that's speaking of naming villains. So it's normally Cisco who names it. Yeah. But I like when it was the Everywhere Man. Yeah. That Iris West names him. Yeah. And then, quote unquote, Flash is like, yeah, no. Yeah. I like that name, and it's actually the villain. Yeah. It's, every, it's Everywhere Man. Or Everyday oh, Man. Every Man. Every Man. Sorry. Every Man. Yeah. I write the first time and then change it like six times. Yeah. <laughs> Is it now? Is it weird? Is it weird to you? And I, I did not grow up reading The Flash. I did not grow up, uh, re you know, reading DC books. But look, in The Flash, and, and I'm 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 following this pattern because I did grow up reading X Men. Okay. You have a dude that turns into metal and is invulnerable. You have a dude that controls the weather. You have a dude that shoots lasers out of his eyes. You have a dude that can change his. Uh, appearance um, so we're talking about Colossus Cyclops Storm Mystique a multiple man you had a dude that can make multiples of himself now I don't know if these guys are like main flash villains or if they're C-listers or if they're B-listers or if they're D-listers but so far I've seen a ton of X-Men characters on the Flash. Is, is it just uh, me? I it's mean, just it's, you. It's, it's like that idea is like there's only seven unique ideas. So every villain is going to look like someone else if you look for that. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, I mean, it's not so much that I'm looking for. It's not like that. You know what I mean? These, these are all villains and they're taking... I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a guy shoots lasers out of his eyes. Like, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. I've seen that. Well, yeah, and, and then a guy multiplies himself, and it's like, oh, I've seen that. And then there's, okay, well, there's the weather wizard. Okay, we get that. And then there's the guy that turns himself into steel, and it's like, all right. I see a pattern. I see, I'm seeing a pattern well, here. Well, it is kind of funny that the guy on Flash who shot lasers out of his eyes just happened to be shooting red lasers. Exactly. Just like Cyclops. Thank you, exactly. And you know what? I don't fault... Uh, Warner Brothers or The Flash because um, they've essentially beat Fox to it. Yeah, They beat Fox to it. They said, look, we made a TV show with these people that have these powers and it looks good. 
Yeah, and here's how we're gonna do it. And, and here's how we're gonna do it. Good. We beat you to the punch on your own character. Yeah. We made a multiple man, and I, I, and I say that because I love huge fan. multiple man. I'm a huge <laughs> fan, and I'm like, dude, that look, Fox. They there just it is. They that just you did can it. Make the yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they're just proving that you can make the X Men, and they're beating you to it. And then when Fox finally does it, they're gonna say, "Yeah, we already saw it on the Flash." Yeah, this is such we saw a it on Flash, Flash ripoff. And probably a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you are you caught up on Agents of Shield? I'm not. We're like three behind on Agents of Shield. But you, you, can, you should can sit go in ahead. the comfy chair. It's like super comfy. <laughs> you can go ahead and talk about it. So, Agents of Shield. It has done a complete 180. It started off, in, the first season was very slow, it was very campy, it was very, very cheesy. I mean, you could tell how the episode was going to end based on a clue that they gave you, a really obvious clue early in the episode. Yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah, the only way to beat this guy is if we had this type of gem. And by the end of the episode, one of them yeah. has made a synthesized yeah. version of yeah. that gem. Or, hey, Fitzsimmons, what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on this. Um, incredibly specific device that does this thing, and then at Wonderful the end of the episode, fight yeah, someone who has this. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the episode, it's like, oh, we have that thing, remember? And it's like, oh yeah, it, it was, it was, it was pretty harsh. But I'm completely glad that I stuck with it because it's paid off. It's yeah, well, such a great show. It really started to turn around with the um, Hail Hydra. Yes. Yeah. That's after, when after it the Winter really, Soldier. Really, really started to find its footing. I think most people will agree that the Winter Soldier episode. Um, the post Winter Soldier movie was when the show really picked off and has has taken off. Even yeah. even the ratings have shown that the 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 show itself is is um, hitting Picking really up, well yeah. in the ratings. Uh, and, and and it's up against shows you know these reality talent type shows which were kicking Blah. its butt yeah. up until the Winter Soldier movie yep. uh, movie came out. Yeah. So what is it about? Agents of Shield because I'm not caught up, and I'll admit, like the last couple that I've watched, I've not been a hundred percent sold on. My and my main problem is Sky, because I don't care too much about Sky. I did not care about Sky initially, because when she was introduced, she was introduced as some hacker, hacker. that was brought in as a level one agent, and uh, they always hinted at there being something special about her, and it was a bit annoying because it was like the. Shield, Shield is supposed to be like. Shield is supposed to be this organization that's like super secret. Super secret. <laughs> not even the CIA. Not even the FBI. Not even like the DEA. They're above all that, and they just let this girl in right. because she's a really good hacker. Yeah, it's like, dude. What I what I love, quote unquote love. I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see it. Yeah. Um, it's the fact that even though she is this hacker, there were times that she was able to get into S.H.I.E.L.D. databases yeah. and figure stuff out through S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm like, really? This girl is hacking away at S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. getting access to stuff that normal people can't. You know, like you have to be level seven to see this stuff. Yeah. And here's this hacker off the street, like, in, in, right, in I got Baron Strucker's address. We yeah. can go right there right now. You know, yeah. I got it on MapQuest. So it was, it was a bit of a leap, but... There was a payoff. They stuck with it. She is has joined the ranks of the Inhumans. She was in. She was, she's an Inhuman essentially. She, right. Spoiler alert. It. It's 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 been out there. It's been public. She is uh, Daisy Johnson, the Inhuman Quake, and her character has developed incredibly. I, I really care about her character. I really like her. Um, her powers are coming along 
really well. The relationship between her and Ward and the betrayal. I think Ward is another character that has just killed it. Yeah. Killed it. The 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 original cast felt very generic. Yes. Right? If it was it was it was really Joss yeah. Whedon to be honest with you. It was almost a little chew, it was forced. Right. You and know because even like Ward when he first appeared he was her, uh, what did they call it? Like the, uh, the one that watched SO. over. S.O. Yeah. So and it was always like him. Significant other. Yeah. No, significant superior other. officer. <laughs> uh, it was always him like coming in and like snapping and yelling yeah. every episode. So, you know, like Fitz or whoever solves a problem, mm. Ward's yelling at her. You know, there's this sexual tension, but it's just yelling. Yeah. Well, the problem was, so there, was, there, was there was a bit of redundancy because you had uh, Fitz and Simmons, who were two very similar characters. You right. had May and Ward who were like these really straight elite fighters, you know what I mean? So right. they were very similar, and it was like, you guys have, it almost felt like they had too many characters that had the same traits. Traits. And slowly with Ward's betrayal, and then Fitz and Simmons almost dying, and, 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 and Simmons, Jenna, Jenna, the Fitzgerald. Boy. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Fitz. Fitz had kind of having his brain injury and everything, like they've really, splintered out and grown these characters incredibly yeah. in these two seasons. Yeah. It's been amazing. And, and it makes sense why they had yeah. a, uh, two of each. Oh, yes. Yeah. Something was eventually going to happen to both. You know, Ward takes off, so you still need May. Mm -hmm. And then you have Fitz with the... Is it Fitz with the head injury? I, I think it's Fitz, yeah. Name. I think yeah, it's Jenna Simmons. Jenna Simmons. Yeah. And then you have Gemma. Jenna, who remains mm -hmm. the smart one, while Fitz is smart, but he can't piece stuff yeah. together. Oh, man, Gemma, uh, Gemma took a turn. I'm not going to spoil it for you, man, but yeah, she took a, a hardcore turn in the, the final season. Oh, I'm sorry, in the last episode that we watched. Um, I, I'm not. I can't. I can't. You, you got to watch it. It's really good. Uh, okay. And also, um, Sky. Sky has come in on her own. She has a really good scene where she just destroys as an agent, using her powers, using her weapons, using stealth. She has a really... Is this the thing where she knocks down the trees? No, 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 this is after that. Okay. This is her going into the field in tactical gear and just running through a bunch of uh, Hydra... Agents. Hydra agents and just destroying it. I mean, it was... I, I wouldn't put it up there with, uh, like, Daredevil level, but for the ABC show... Yeah, they, they gave good. they gave her her props. Yeah, good. good. Yeah, it was really good. And there was there was a a tie-in to uh, the Avengers. Age of Age of Ultron. Yep. And it, it was essentially just I mean if if you're watching the show, and if you've been watching the show, you know they've been they've been hinting and giving you little bits and 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 kind of giving you little hints at the movie, and it, it does finally pay off on this last. Uh, last episode. So for me, it's going to be a reverse because I've already seen Avengers. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to see how it ties in. I made sure because I made sure to watch the show because they had mentioned that there's going to be you know a tie-in. So right. I was there to watch it, and I watched it the day before the premiere. So it, it was it was perfect. Fresh in your mind. <laughs> but essentially, uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, you you have seen the episode. It, it's pretty much I'll save you the the uh, anticipation. It's just Coulson saying, call the Avengers. Oh, and then the cool. show ends, and, and it's like, it's boom, boom. And it's like, or assemble the Avengers, or something yeah. like that. It was cool. You know what I mean? It was like, I gave my TV a thumbs up. <laughs> Good job, TV. Good job, TV. I'm going to watch you tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the uh, ending of Avengers Age of Ultron. 
with what Cap says. I don't want to spoil it because I yeah. don't know how soon this yeah. is going to come out. But at the very end where all the other people show up, and he goes, ah, blah, blah, yeah. and then they go, Voomp. and you're like, that's a punk move. Yeah. That's a <laughs> punk move. Yeah, so aside from The Flash, great show. Arrow, still killing it. Yeah, good show. Agents Literally killing it. Yeah. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming around, finally paying off to the folks that have been watching it since day one. It's finally paid off. Um, I was about to mention that. Amy just brought up Daredevil. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're not going to. I just wanted to say that the Constantine show isn't necessarily canceled, uh, but it's in in limbo. It's in hiatus. They don't know if they're going to bring it back. They don't know if they're going to move it to a different uh, station, time slot. So it's not officially canceled, but it's not hasn't been brought back. Hasn't been renewed either. Have you seen the uh, the entire? Caught yeah. up on Constantine. Yeah. Yep. What did you think? I liked it. I mean, there were parts where I thought it could have been better, a little mm. more compelling, because it feels almost like, I mean, I know it's like supernatural, but it, that's what it feels like. It feels like a supernatural episode. I, I think didn't feel like there was, it was just like monster of the week. I, I yes, like thank you. I think they could be doing themselves a better service if they brought in the characters like Zatanna. Uh, yes. the supernatural DC comic characters instead yeah, of doing a monster Zatana of the Zatana is Marvel though. Oh, Zatana. Zatana, yeah. I was thinking of S- yeah. Satana or whatever. Top hat, yeah. uh, fishnets. The magician chick. The magician chick, right? Yeah. Bring her in. Uh, maybe not make it a regular character, but, you know, do an episode or two with yeah. her in it. Do, um, oh, maybe we still have the golden helmet. Dr. Fate. Doctor, bring in Dr. Fate. That's another That's kind what of I loved. mystical character. Do the Spectre, you know what I mean? Like, Dude, don't don't shy away from being a comic book show. I know they did, did they allude to they Spectre did. in the first episode. Their Doctor Spe- uh, uh, Captain Fate. No, no, it was Captain Fate's helmet was Doctor on the, the desk. Yeah, and she picks it up and he's like, "Don't touch that." Yeah, that's right. And that was like, oh, cool, because that was the first episode. I'm thinking, dude, right on. They're gonna do comic book stuff. Yeah. Cool. And they kind of shied away. Now I know a lot of the characters are. Comic characters. Um, I, was it Doctor O? Is Mr. Voodoo? Oh, I forget the guy's name. I'm I'm terrible with the DC villains. <laughs> I can't remember. But oh, you're talking about the, the Voodoo guy. Like the shaman, the, the, the Voodoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's a character. I mean, so they are doing that, but there's like, okay, you're not gonna use Doctor Fate in any of the movies, right? So use him in the show. He he doesn't yeah. fit in the Arrowverse. He doesn't fit in in uh, the Flash verse. He doesn't fit with Supergirl, the Teen Titans, whatever. This is the perfect show yeah, for that character. this is where he should appear. This is where you use him. This is where you use the Spectre. This is where yeah. you use these dudes. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, go for it. Use them there, you know? Yep. And I, 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 hopefully they plan on doing that if they do come back. Come back. I'm hoping yeah. that's what they learn. Like, look at what S.H.I.E.L.D. did yeah. and pick it up. Yeah. Because the first season of S.H.I.E.L.D. was slow because yeah. they didn't really tie anything in. Exactly. It was just kind of like, oh, we have this crystal we have to go get before Hydra yes. or Centipede go gets it. Exactly. But then they started bringing in, like, they did the Hail Hydra, and mm-hmm. now we're seeing Absorbing Man, yeah. Sif, and all yeah. these people pouring, and you see the ratings go up. Yeah. So why isn't Constantine doing the same, you know what I mean? I think exactly. that's what they should do. Exactly. They're really missing their mark, and I hope it, it, it gets a second chance to, to, come, back. to come back and to and do, do it. it right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Gotham. You caught up on Gotham? I am, I think, like two behind on Gotham. I, To be honest with you, I fell out of Gotham. Then. See, for me, Gotham started really strong, but I, I feel the same. Like something somewhere happened. Like it started tampering off. 
I think Go I think Gotham. I, I love Jim Gordon. He's a good character. He's, he's Commissioner Gordon's awesome. He's a staple in the Bat Universe. But they need a stronger leading role. And I know it, it's it's tough because the show is about, it's about the city. Jim Gordon and the city. But it's it's tough when you're teasing all these Bat villains without that you Batman. No, you'll never see the light of day. You know, too. you'll never see Batman. I mean, you have uh, the Penguin, the Riddler, Catwoman, Ivy. The Scarecrow, you have all these villains, and you know that Batman's only like 13 12. years, 12 yeah. years old. And it's like, dude, what the hell? You know the guy that's going to catch the villain is a dude running down the street with, with a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have like the villain of the week, like the Balloon Man and all these other guys. That I was like, I don't know who these guys are, man. You know? Yeah. But if they... Now, in, in Batman's history, in the history of Gotham, there have been heroes... That have predated um, Batman. Batman, right? That kind of influenced uh, who like he was to become. Bruce Wayne a little bit, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Introduce those guys. I don't know. I, I just I the show. I fell out of the show. Did you see the show where Alfred's friend comes into town? No, I have not. I have not. Oh, okay. See, I kind of thought that's where they're gonna go, because Alfred's friend shows up in town and mm -hmm. alludes to Alfred's darker past, mm -hmm. like. You know, oh, this is what you're doing now. What about what you used to do? How can you just throw that away? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, this is a guy who might show Matt, you know, Bruce Wayne how to become Batman. How to become a vigilante a little bit. And he did. Like, there was an episode, or in that episode, he is showing um, Bruce Wayne how to fight dirty. Oh, wow. You know, he's like, do this, mm -hmm. do this. Don't stop. If I pause, don't stop. Keep hitting me until I fall. Mm -hmm. And he starts beating the hell out of Bruce Wayne, saying, I'm not going to stop until you fall. And then Alfred comes along. He's like, you know what? That's enough. Get out. And he leaves. Mm -hmm. He basically kicks his friend out. Of, out. And there's a whole little other story okay. to it. But it all happens in one episode. And I thought, you had the chance. You were showing yeah. how Batman could be Batman. Yeah. You know, you're showing yeah. getting roughed up, fighting, and mm -hmm. learning how to possibly apply what he'll yeah. eventually learn. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm not completely I'm not completely done with it. I mean, they're still on my DVR, but it's just with all this other stuff, all these other shows going on, I'm not excited to see this to week's it. episode of Gotham. Yeah, they're just kind of sitting there waiting. I think that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has answered those complaints because initially the show was, the show's about the agents and this is what we're going to, this show's what it's going to be about. We're not gonna. This isn't about superheroes and the Avengers, and they've changed their tunes with the Inhumans. They yeah. we have powered characters. We have a lot of powered characters with uh, Deathlock and and uh, and Daisy Johnson and Absorbing Man and Reyna and you have all these characters. Yes, you have a lot of characters that are now powered. There's the, so the show's not just about the agents, which fine. That that was that was the concept. That was the direction it was going. It was tanking. Right. And they obviously they listen to their audience, complaints, yeah. their complaints, and now the ratings are back up. And it's like with Gotham, you it's hard to fix that because you can't just say, okay, fast forward ten years from now, this is gonna be Batman Year Batman One, now. Yeah. which they should do. I think they really, really should do a Batman Year One, where but it would be too close to Daredevil, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's something that I mean. They may do. They could follow the same method of Phantom Menace, where it starts with this little kid. Yeah. The next episode, he's a teenager or whatever. They, or not I, the next episode, but the next yeah, season. Yeah, season. He might be older. 
I so. could, I could, I would totally be down with that. I would totally be down with, even if it was, they it didn't have to be giant leaps, but it was like say three years. Yeah. So in the, in the season one, let's say he's thirteen, right? Twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Twelve, thirteen. Let's say 16, in 17. 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, 18, 19. Maybe he's not in the full cape and cowl, but he's out there in his friggin' ninja suit. You know Trying what I mean? To do, Trying to do yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think that I think that that could work. Yeah. And Especially that would save with, the show. Yeah. And stuff happening to him and Alfred showing him, this is what you did wrong. Yeah. Here's how you do it next uh, time. Yeah, totally. So. Totally. And seeing how his relationships with... You know the Riddler and the Penguin and Selena Kyle and all these characters are kind of they're kind of going in their own directions. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think it would work. So there's Daredevil. There's Daredevil. I've I've only watched four. What? I know. We've what? Been busy. Dude, Daredevil is up there with Avengers. Avengers one and two, the Winter Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Are are you serious? You've only okay, so you've only seen the first four episodes. It it is good. It it is, and you know the thing about the the reason why I like those movies that I recently mentioned or that I just previously mentioned is because they're good movies. They're not just good comic book movies. Right. They're not just uh, oh, if you don't like comics, you won't get them. You're not gonna get it. Yeah. No, these movies are good. No matter who you are. No matter who you are, you can sit down not give a crap about comic books and still be like yeah you know what the Guardians of the Galaxy was was entertaining it was good the Daredevil show is one of those shows there's very little um, cape type action right Right. I mean it's 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 very much a year one uh, series he doesn't put on the the costume or the 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 uniform yeah exactly exactly but he doesn't he doesn't don it until the very end the very, 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 very end. And it is not uh, disappointing or it, it is not, it is not. Um, he has the thing over his eyes almost from the start. Yes. yes. That's what you're saying towards the end. Towards the end, he puts on the red costume. Oh, though. he actually puts the on actual The actual daredevil, daredevil costume. He does it. don it, but it's at the end. And and the entire time you're I feel you're like thinking, we have dramatic music as we talk about Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. a very epic moment right it now. It is very epic. I'm, I'm tearing up, actually. <laughs> My eyes are red. And we're talking in slow motion and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show, man. It's well done. Uh, kudos. I mean, I can't say anything more than what's already been said about it. It's 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 friggin' brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the four or five episodes we watched, the last one I watched is where they finally show Kingpin. Like, he's facing oh. the wall. And so oh it's, it's been good. Vincent D'Onofrio is a brilliant man. He's a brilliant actor. He plays the kingpin to such a deep level. So in the comic books, you I mean he's essentially a he's a he's a mob boss. He's the head of a right. of mafia family. He's a very intimidating dude. Um, I, I won't say there's no depth to him, but you know, he's 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 has he's a very cut out type of villain. Right. Right? He's the head of a crime family. He's super strong and he's super intimidating. Got it. Vincent D'Onofrio takes this dude to a level where you understand why he's like that. And not only that, but that he's not he's 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 not perfect. He has his insecurities and he breaks down. It Vincent D'Onofrio does a great job of of, of just 
playing that character out, man. Very cool. Yeah. I'm looking very forward to finishing Dude, it. Dude, yeah, you should definitely watch it. Definitely watch it. I, I highly recommend it. I, I recommend it to anybody, even if you don't like comic book movies. Right. You listening, you 299 Facebook users? 299. Can Let's we get look. one more? <laughs> I know, right? One yeah. more. Do the IMAX push. Oh, the IMAX, IMAX, IMAX push. Is ready? And, yeah, that's Number eight. Okay. Marcel. So that was the IMAX poster. Call Marcel. Marcel's going to come out. You want to call Marcel? Okay, here we go. Here we go. He's coming back. Number 11. Number 11. All right, here we go. Number 11. Neil Adams. 14. 13. Dude, not bad. Can we can we have a picture? Yeah. All right. So here we are. We're at Southern California Comics today. We just fit, well almost finished the free comic book day. We just wrapped up another successful free comic book. Day. Yes, this is our second time, second year in a row, that we've done the free comic book day uh, here at Southern California Comics. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie Newbold and Southern California Comics for having us. We had. Um, Close to something like 500 people, Jimmy was saying. Um, the Digital Lizards of Doom were playing. We had a bunch of artists, writers, and vendors, food trucks, uh, shaved ice, which was really nice. Spider-Man made a surprise appearance. Batman and the Batmobile. Some sort of a cat woman was there as well. Uh, she was hot, so it doesn't really matter. She could have showed up in her pajamas as long as she had a wig. That's all really And to... We actually had a raffle with most of your stuff, so... Yep, we had a raffle. We were giving away... We had the um, uh, DVD cardboard uh, promotional like posters for Spider-Man 3. This was the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, not, you know... The costume was cool. Right. <laughs> the costume was the black cool. costume. It was the black costume. So uh, we had the Days of Future Past with Wolverine and Storm. And then we, uh, as a second prize, we had the IMAX 3D exclusive posters. Um, I had three spares. We had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Winter Soldier, and the Age of Ultron. So three solid, solid movies. These were not uh, cupcake movie posters. These were three exclusive posters that were awesome. And then finally, as our grand prize, congratulations, Mitchell, because he was really, really excited. For a, a, a print, a Batman print from Neil Adams, who we interviewed earlier earlier this year, and autographed the uh, print for us, was really cool. And also today, as part of that raffle, the way we did it is you had to either click like on our Facebook or on our Twitter, and as a result, after a lot of suspense, we finally hit. 300 fans. Three, we actually hit 301 One, fans. Yeah. So thank you everybody for telling your friends and your family and other people that love talking about comics to like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram as well. Um, if you guys are out there and you know someone that likes talking about uh, Arrow, The Flash, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gotham, Daredevil, the movies that are coming out, there's so many movies, the major events that are coming out in the comic books with uh, Convergence and Secret Wars. 
share our page, please. Come join us in our conversations. We constantly talk about casting, uh, about storylines, about new episodes that are coming out and rumors. Join us, hang out, talk about stuff. Yeah. Cool. At any time, uh, you can contact us. Shoot an email if you have Skype. We can talk to you over Skype. Included in our podcast. So that is you guys, always an option. You guys want to be on the podcast? We will bring you on. We'll make you executive producers. Whatever it takes. Whatever, like it. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. Sir Jamie, how would you rate uh, the today's free comic book day? A hit. A phenomenal hit. A grandiose hit. A circus tent worthy hit. <laughs> when Batman, Batman himself, refuses to leave and is nearly passing out from the heat and costume. He says, no, I'm gonna stay here. It's pure willpower. Yes. That's Batman. That's, that's exactly the Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that, we had a good time. We should, we should see in Gotham. That's not, that's not yeah. the hero that we deserve, that's the hero that we need. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you saw, you witnesses, you saw the crowds, they're enormous. It was a rousing success. There was, uh, the, the line for the free comic books never really died down. It didn't. I mean, this thing started at 9 a.m. Um, it went up until, I didn't see the line die down, maybe until about maybe 2 p.m. That's, that's when, and, and by die down, I mean that it, it, it stopped wrapping around. That, that's exactly what right. I Yeah, that didn't mean that it, it was no line. That means right. it, was, it shortened a little, to a reasonable line. Let's keep you can see line. an end. <laughs> we, this year, we, we broke it into two lines. Yeah, so that's true. So two lines looked like one and still wrapped around the block. Which was and then at some point later in the thing, I had to break it down into three lines to get it out of the driveway so the trash trucks wouldn't crush me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and every once in a while, you would hear the uh, trash trucks uh, honking their horns trying to get through the, the, the ocean of people that were waiting for their free comic books. Oh, shit. Stack of Go for it. Right against the wall. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, we're in the breakdown period now. Yep. Yeah, in the past, we would have uh, succumbed to fatigue and started breaking down hours ago. Not this year. It's 2015. Right. Now, now we're all breaking down so we can party over this. Over oh, right. at society. Second wind. Society. Second wind. Right. And at the time of the recording, we still have a, uh, a, a boxing match, a boxing fight between Manny Pacquiao and oh, yeah, uh, that. Floyd Mayweather. So this, <laughs> this night is not over. You realize they, they cautiously tied it to... Free comic After free comic Oh, it's strategically planned. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, because they want to keep guys like us uh, boozed up the entire day and they want us tired so that we rest in Right. Yeah. Pay a hundred bucks for a match we won't stay awake for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but thank you to the uh, Digital Lizards of Doom. Thank you to uh, Chad Cavanaugh, the Map Comic, Colleen, uh, Archer Rodriguez, and the Wing Line Creations. Uh, who else did we have today? Well, Southern California Comics. Southern California <laughs> Comics, especially Southern California Comics, hosting this awesome event, which is only growing and getting bigger. Kona Shaved Ice, Grill oh, Fellas Barbecue, who, oh, by the way, are they split forces. They come all the way from Downey to split forces with us and put a truck here and a grill there in society because they felt that the team-up would be lucrative, and they were right. Absolutely. The shaved ice guy, of course, was astounding. We had the Toy Stars and the G.I. Joe Club. And uh, we had the 501st Legion here. We had Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen. 
we had Batman with his 21-foot-long authentic Batmobile from the Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Tim Burton era, which, by the way, um, arguably the best Batmobile in the uh, movie, Batman movie universe. One minute left. And, of course, we had Catwoman. And we had, uh, we had uh, you guys. You guys stirring the pot, getting people excited, motivating all those guys who were doing signings, who were starting to bake, and they needed to talk and get their voices heard. And you guys spoke up and got them on podcast. And, and, and literally, yeah, you literally got them enthused. Yep. But most importantly, we couldn't do it without you, the reader, the watcher. Keep reading those books. Keep our industry in business uh digital is nice it's it's, it's good to go back and, and, and read old comic books but please buy print uh let's keep it alive let's keep going to the movies and supporting uh these these, these studios and the filmmakers keep watching these shows let's keep these characters alive it's awesome Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Southern California Comics. Thank you, fellas. Thank you to everybody that made Pleasure. this possible. Appreciate it. All right. Perfect. We're here talking to Lindsay Archer, fantastic friend and fantastic artist. I'm glad to be talking to you. It's been way too long. Actually, when was the last time? What, was it Dragon Con? I thought we had one more Comic Con in there. It wasn't last year. It was the year before. Oh, you're right. It was the year before. You're right. But we walked around downtown. Yes. I know that at one point in your life, you were collecting... At least ElfQuest? Well, absolutely. <laughs> yes, uh, my my college buddy, uh, Robin, introduced me to ElfQuest. She got me hooked into it. Uh, I had no idea where that was leading. <laughs> Deep into the depths of fantasy and comics and and all the other stuff. So did you get into any other comics besides ElfQuest? I dabbled in some other ones. I liked X-Men and things like that. Um, you know... <laughs> Don't worry, that's that's the one comic Michael and I always talk about. That was the one definitive comic for both of us was X-Men. Yeah, I was a big Rogue fan. And it's actually thanks to ElfQuest that you and I initially met. Yes, it is. I'm very glad that you weren't a 12-year-old boy like I thought you were. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> I was just telling Michael this story because I was telling him, hey, I have an interview with Lindsay. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And I started telling him, I said, it's really funny how we first met. It was through a ElfQuest fanzine, and I said, when I first joined it, uh, you know, you basically make, like, a character sheet, and I noticed there was no kids in this tribe of elves, so I was like, I'll make a kid, because, you know, there's no kids here. And when Lindsay and I started communicating, she yeah. thought I was 12 years old. <laughs> Everybody's character was basically their age, except you. You had to be the one, you know, divergent person. <laughs> well, well, I just went with my mental age of being 12, which I still act, so, you know. Somewhat accurate still. I remember telling Robin I found out that you were not 12 years old. <laughs> then you and I started writing together all the time. Then we had our own stories that we wrote off. So I am very, 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 very thankful for ElfQuest. I mean, I loved the comic, but meeting you was the extra bonus that I would have never expected. And I've loved every story that we've we worked on together and hope that one day some of those will see the light of day. And you had mentioned when you were reading ElfQuest, like it segued into like the world of fantasy and all that stuff. Um, I know you've done tons of fantasy art and like you just keep getting more and more amazing each time. If you weren't into like fantasy before, and it was ElfQuest. Was it ElfQuest alone that made you get into that whole fantasy art? Because you're amazing at doing that. Aww. Well, 
I, it wasn't Elf Quest alone. It was. Um, it started off with uh, the Dark Crystal and the Last Unicorn. Which, whenever we went to the video store to rent a movie, it was always those. Don't you want something else? No. They could have saved a fortune if they just bought the darn cassette. <laughs> but yeah, I watched them constantly. They had a big influence, and I actually got to meet Peter Beagle not too long ago. So he's pretty amazing, and kind of encouraged us with the whole writing thing and and stuff. So kind of awesome it was actually my daughter morgan and who introduced me because morgan just kind of ran up to a friend of mine and oh this is peter oh hey <laughs> through your art i know you've worked um you've taken classes like with larry elmore and i know you've worked with doing uh art for margaret weiss can you tell me about some of that one of larry's first um art camps because he started doing Yearly, he would have people over to Kentucky, and we stayed in this old-fashioned inn. It was a mill turned into an inn, and it was awesome. We'd spend a week with Larry learning how to oil paint. I'm pretty sure that he may have had something to do with me getting my contacts with um, with Margaret Weiss. It was actually a friend. He was um, playtesting for the Serenity RPG, and so he um, submitted me to do the artwork for the Serenity RPG, and then they saw it, and they were like, Oh, we have this other stuff for you, too. So, If Larry Elmore can see something special in you, you know it's not just me being biased. <laughs> well, he's, he's a sweet guy. I'm very, very, even more honored to, to call him friends. So he's, he's pretty amazing. In many ways, art, he's an amazing person. His art in Dragonlance is by far my favorite. Well, I mean, other than yours that you did in the role-playing game. <laughs> You're biased. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, with the bias comment. <laughs> so speaking of all your amazing and wonderful art, where can people find this art? If they're like Googling Lindsay Archer, where are they going to go first? Well, they could Google Lindsay Archer for one thing. Um. Well, yeah, but there, there might be more than one. I want to point them specifically to you. I don't want them to miss a thing you do. Okay, uh, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, Archer, A-R-C-H-E-R.com pretty easy <laughs> and then you also have um, a Facebook page that someone I don't know some guy who's like totally fascinated with you created um, <laughs> which is facebook.com forward slash all one word art of Lindsay Archer so there's stuff there as well so people can also follow updates that you do there yes so another awesome place are you do you post anything on Instagram? I just started Instagram. I'm still getting used to it, but yes. What's what's that address? It's Instagram.com forward slash? Uh, my, my username is Lindsay Archer again. Very boring. Uh, Lindsay underscore Archer. Oh, Lindsay underscore Archer. And speaking of projects that you're doing, what are, is there anything you're doing right now in terms of working with role-playing games or anything like that? Well, I just uh, finished up helping um, with Metamorphosis Alpha, which I know has been in the works for way too long. So we're pretty much overjoyedly over. Um, <laughs> so that'll be cool. It'll be coming out very soon. Um, and some other stuff that I know you've worked on. Didn't you work on like a, a card game thing? Yeah. Um, right now, Pantheon's available, um, I think, at RPG.net. It's a download right now in black and white. You can print and play it. Um, we are working on a color version eventually. 
and and I've got other projects in the works as well. I'm working on a project with a friend of mine called Otherworld, and it's a story that we we worked on together, and we're trying to actually make it into a television series. At the moment, we're doing a proof of concept, which is kind of like a short video, like a trailer, so that we can pitch it to networks, so we can put another fantasy TV. (laughs) Very cool. So what's the general concept of Otherworld? Otherworld uh, is a term used for fairy fairyland. And so obviously there's going to be fairies involved Um, with the whole like the she, the fair folk, the elves, things like that are all considered to be fae. And so like the natural world and the fairy world have been split apart. There's just little pockets of magic left over in, in the mortal world and some connections. And I actually play an I actually get to play in it. I'm actually going to be acting in it, too. I'm going to be playing a half-elf named Ilion, and she's kind of a bridge between the worlds, and she connects a bunch of the other characters together. And uh, Carrie ends up playing the main character, who a lot of the adventure and intrigue and stuff like that centers around her. She's the child of prophecy. It should be very interesting. We we drew a lot, though, and like Last Unicorn I mentioned earlier, so there's a lot of, a lot of that in there. It's kind of our homage. So if someone wants to help support this do you know what the website is do you know it offhand because if you don't i have it go to indiegogo dash project slash otherworld dash proof of concept well what i show is indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash otherworld dash proof dash of dash concept i want to thank Lindsay archer for taking the time to talk about her art her projects definitely go and check out the indiegogo go check out and support otherworld I think the time frame is almost done, so get in there, get it done, help her make it happen. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. We'll hope you join us next time as we continue to discuss all things comic book related. And until then, make mine marvel. And you see. And independent. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast and finally there is our Twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast P-O-D-C. I'd like to give a special shout out to Travis Richards, who did the music for the Comic Relief Podcast. Visit his website at www.travisarichards.com.
I also was trying to like, you know, relax a little before the, um, the interview with a little bit of wine. So there's that too. <laughs> You're always really good. I'm glad you like it, but I'm really good at faking it. I'm just going to cut out that part <laughs> and totally take that out of context.